Hi, I'm Nikki Felbert. I'm a filmmaker and continuous seeker of life's truth and natural magic. And here's where I get to share amazing interviews and findings with you from people that have followed a calling and have a wealth of knowledge to share. Norman, it's so great to be able to interview you after having met you so long ago and you doing such an amazing reading for me many, many years ago. Norma is a spiritual channel and a life coach and she has done coaching for large corporations and for individuals and she does Zooms for people and Norma, your, um, your work is quite phenomenal. Um, I love what you do with the art and how you get people to, to do artwork in your workshops. Tell me a little bit about how you read their art. Thank you, Nikki. I use visualized meditation in different processes and one of the processes is ask each participant to get Play-Doh or plasticine or clay. And after we've done more or less an hour, hour and a half, they then produce whatever's in the unconscious mind. And when they finish that, they send a photograph to me. And then I tune into that artwork and the information downloads through me exactly what it is that they need to hear that that artwork represents for them. So you're getting messages for them through an art piece that they've done? Yes. It allows them to be busy not focusing on what they're doing. We continue talking and interacting with each other and then they produce something. Right. And then they have the recording and they have their artwork to work with moving forward. I will always record the session because I don't recollect anything that I say. The information just downloads through me. I'm used as an instrument. So even as I speak, it's different to how we're talking now. I, I apparently, my voice is different, my intonation is different, and the speed of the way I verbalize is very different. So I'm just used as a channel. And you don't remember anything that you've said usually? No. Very, uh, I only remember very, very few, and then they flashes, and then it disappears completely. So you don't hold on to it? I don't hold on to it. Right. I, I don't want to. I don't need to hold on to others' energy. You know, right now the collective energy is heavy and people are struggling emotionally and physically. And there's such a deep connection between the emotional and the physical. So I don't want to hold on to others' energy, no. How do you clear yourself after you've um, spent time with people and are voting for them? What do you do to keep yourself clear? What I do is I meditate before every client or before every workshop and make sure that I'm not holding anything personally and then I release that through meditation. I clear my space with African sage, so I burn that and my intention is there. I really thank the universe for clearing that energy 
and I can feel the difference. Yeah. And then physically, I exercise, I meditate, I will do my chanting, and I will bath in cool salt or Epsom salts. So I do have to take care of me. Yeah. So that's work for you. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine that it's absolutely necessary when you're working with so many people. It is because we're energetic beings yeah. and we're made up of light, vibration and energy. Just as this chair, just as a tree, everything in nature. Yeah. You know, we all energy. And that is why I love hugging trees. <laughs> I love trees. Because yeah. they are... One can actually feel the energy of, in nature. One can feel that energy. And you have a really beautiful um, story of, of your childhood with a tree. Can you tell me a little bit about that connected with how you got to be doing what you're doing? Yes, I'm, I was born at seven months. I'm one of a twin. I have a twin sister. Almost 66 years ago, we were born. And I was the very sickly child. I was the introvert. She's an extrovert. I never used my voice. I was terrified to open my mouth. I withdrew into myself. So I did two things. I sat in our loquat tree, and that was my safe space. That was my haven. And I'd climb as high as I could and speak to the beings out there and God, and I felt very safe there. And I did ballet because that allowed me to express my emotion and what it was that I was feeling. And because I suffered so physically as a child, I, I had the strangest of illnesses and none of my other siblings had anything at all, not even my twin sister. So I realized I took on all my emotions and because they stayed in my body and I was unable to speak my truth or speak for myself or be present in the world, I was invisible. I hid from the world. I hid from life. I hid from myself. All of that stored emotion created illness in my body. Mm. And the one lesson I learned is when... I was told that I had a genetic, passed on genetically from my late father, skin cancer. I was, I'm the only one of five children that has that genetic makeup. Mm. So from 30, I already started dealing with my skin cancer. And I realized about only three years ago that I could change my story. Yes because I'd used that as my story. So I was always the victim. Mm. And that was an aha moment. What did I want my story to be? I don't have to be that any longer. I don't have to be suffering. I don't have to take it on. I have a voice now. I am passionate about what I do. And as soon as I changed my story, thank goodness my skin cancer has not manifested in the last three years. So it's about changing our story and how we want to be in this world. Yeah, I think um, 
many people believe that um, these illnesses are in our in our DNA, and and they are, but we don't have to activate it. Absolutely, we can choose something new with the power of our minds. Exactly, and you must have really developed that by by doing it for other people. Most definitely, and the one thing I realized is from feedback from my clients, whether they're individual or groups, is they always say to me, you give us what we need, not what we want to hear. And you always get to our hearts. And that is my gift, that no matter who it is that I'm dealing with, I do not know ahead of time what it is that is going to come through, what I'm going to say. I do not think it. It just comes through me. And every individual is given what they need. Yeah, that's very powerful because I, I, I'm sure that there's uh, quite a desire for a lot of people to, to tell people what they want to hear. I mean, we do that with our friends, um, but to be able to to just allow that to come through you. How do you, do you hear it? Do you see it? I, I don't hear it and I don't see it. It, I always meditate before to clear my energy. And then it amazes me because as I connect with the person, so now it, it, whether a person sends me questions via email, I do not hear their voice. I've never met them. I've done readings for people that live all over the world that I've never seen or heard their voice. And I will just, it's my intention. So I always connect with source energy and ask that whatever comes through be for that person's highest good and that I just be used as a clear instrument. And then it's about trusting. So I just trust the process, which has taken me 30 years to really, really trust and work on me. And then it's like a puzzle that begins, but I can't see all the pieces of the puzzle as I start. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll suddenly see a vision forming. And as it begins to form, then the words start coming out of my mouth. And then it just happens. So I don't recollect afterwards. And I never listen to a person's reading afterwards. I just send it to them. Yeah. And then I delete them after a month. Wow. So you really are moving on. So you are in the moment for your clients or, or a group of people. And then it's on to the next wherever you can serve next <laughs> absolutely so before you got here i did a workshop for my international clients and then i cleared the space i cleared my energy i did a visualized meditation and then i asked that whatever i meant to put out there that it come through yes Beautiful. and it's about trusting yeah and i smelled the sage when i came in that Afri I love that you use the African sage. It's uh, it's such a beautiful, herby, earthy smell. Yes, yeah, and it's very powerful. Yeah, and like you were saying, it also the intention, and that you said earlier that you say thank you when you've 
when you've used it because it's already done, it's already cleared the space for you. Absolutely, and that is so vital in all that we do to have a very clear picture in our own minds of what we would like and to be clear with our intention. Yeah. You told me a, a story of the guides that you met. I would, I would love to hear that story again yes. for, our, for our viewers. Absolutely. So I cannot sing and I don't chant. And I was doing a visualized meditation and suddenly I was chanting in a very strange voice and on one breath and suddenly I realized, but it's almost as though someone else has taken over my throat and I just kept on chanting and I had someone in the room with me and he was staring at me and I didn't even know what was happening. And after that, I came out of it and I opened my eyes and I saw, and it was in this room, and I actually saw a Chinese Mandarin clearly. And he said to me, he introduced himself. I do not recollect his name now. And he said, I am working with you. And at that stage I was doing all the body work. So I was doing aromatherapy, shiatsu, reflexology, and Reiki. And I was working on people's bodies and I would receive the messages as I would work on their bodies. So this Chinese Mandarin manifested in my room and I was taken aback completely. I thought, well, maybe I'm hallucinating something crazy here. Or maybe it was because I was not breathing properly. I, I couldn't explain it. And it was possibly three months later, I was meditating again. And I don't know what happened. Again, there was this manifestation in my room and it was an Egyptian and he introduced himself. I can still smell him. I can see his dark skin. He had very pronounced calf muscles. I could see his leather sandals on his feet. And even now I can still see it. And he said the same thing. I'm working with you. And I actually recollect now, as I'm saying that, when I was 15 years old, I spoke to my parents about my life in Egypt. I remembered everything from my life in Egypt. I could tell them how to mummify a body. I could tell them things that I'd never read before. And I found every single book I could to reconnect almost with that part of myself in that lifetime. I'm only thinking about that now as I'm talking to you about this Egyptian guide. Yeah. Wow, that's quite something. It is. Yes. It's amazing when we're younger that somehow we still are, have memory of, of past lives because it's we're still so early on in our lives and we haven't had all the extra stuff happening to us to cover it all up. Absolutely. So going back to the third incident, I can only describe, I know it was male and a being of light. It was like this light had entered the room in the corner and as I looked up 
the tears just started rolling down my cheeks. I was totally taken aback. I was overwhelmed with emotion. And it felt like lightning. I'd been hit by lightning, but in my heart center. And after that, I didn't just hear when I downloaded information, I saw as well. And that happened after that incident. I could see and hear. Wow. So that was quite extraordinary. But I never spoke to anyone about it. I never shared it because people already thought that I was odd. I didn't fit in even as a child. I felt different. Mm. And I guess I am. And yet we all capable of tuning into ourselves using our intuition and learning to trust it. We all have that ability. You just started using it at a young age because of what you went through. Yes, most definitely. And because I think, because I was an introvert and I had to live in my own world, that was my comfort and my comfortable space. I had to coach ballet. I didn't have to, I loved it. But when I gave that up, I did Montessori teaching where I connected with little ones and I did that for seven years. And then I did the, all the studying and the different modalities for healing and body work. And that was when I tuned into the gift more and more and really recognized that this is incredibly powerful and it changes people's lives. And people are given information that brings peace to their own hearts, that releases trauma, whatever it is that they're carrying will be revealed to them at the right time. So I do not know what is going to come through for them. It will just be revealed to them. And the message all the time is, I cannot believe what you told me. I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. I didn't want to, but I guess it's the right time. And even the workshop this morning, both participants were quite in awe of memories, childhood memories that suddenly came up and that they became aware of that is part of their healing process now. Yeah. And that's the gift. And do you have, um, I know you don't recollect many of your clients' stories, but do you have any one that really stands out for you? Yes, I do. I was very against even starting to do the work that I do. And I realized I cannot keep this gift to myself any longer. So it took me a long time, but I've been doing it for 30 years. But I'd say about... For the first 10 years, I didn't want to receive messages from those that have passed. And after 10 years of doing body work, I was told it's time. And I was making excuses. I didn't tell people, you know, if you'd like to connect with someone that has passed, because that's not my work. That's just a cherry on the top. So I didn't want to be doing that all day. I wanted to help people come to terms with themselves and give them tools to use to live their best life that they could possibly live. And I remember 
I had a client that came here. Now you need to understand that for 30 years, there are some clients, I've had the same clients for 30 years and I haven't heard their voice. I haven't ever seen them, but they might have sent me questions via email. And then I tune into them and send them a voice note, a recording, and that's what they get. And then the information will come back or the feedback from the client would be, how do you know this member of my family? You know, you've just given me a download of exactly who they are, their personality and what they're struggling with. So this woman came to me and she sat down and the only reason I remember it is because she repeated it to me and I was blown away by it. And she said, do you have a message from my husband who's passed? And what came through was a vision of a man standing knee deep in water and he had two Alsatians next to him and he was throwing a stick and they were, he was throwing it and they were catching it and bringing it back to him. And apparently I said to this woman, your husband says, thank you for sending the dogs to me. And afterwards, she said to me that she had put them both down about two months after he'd passed because she knew they couldn't live without him. And they were both struggling and they were really, really old. And it made such a difference to her yeah. because she lived with that incredible guilt and pain of, did I do the right thing? So, yes. We're all so connected to our animals. And, and, and just knowing that is amazing because it gives us hope that all our beautiful animals that have passed away, actually, we can meet uh, when we leave our bodies. <laughs> Absolutely. And that was so comforting. And for her to know that her husband was with them. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful story. Yes, yes. Norma, is there anything else that you'd like to add or, or some knowledge you would like to give um, before, we, before we finish up? What's important for people to understand is that they're needing to learn to love and accept themselves, to really be and become who they are, not try and be like someone else, or think that they have to in order to be successful, to feel at peace within themselves. And it's a journey and it takes a lifetime. So to be loving and kind, compassionate, to have humility with themselves first and then with everyone else out there in the world, be it animals, be it nature, be it people. That's so vitally important because everyone is fighting their own inner battle yeah. and particularly now. And it's to remember that none of us are perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So to start with yourself. Yes. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's so easy. And I know I did it for so many years. I chose to be a victim and it was only, that was my story. From the day I was born, I suffered physically. So out of five children, I was the one that 
gave my mother all her gray hairs. There was the problem that was always getting the strangest of illnesses. That became my story. So it's to ask ourselves, what is our story? Do we want to change it? Who do we choose to be? And do I still want to carry that victim mentality? So yes, I suffered, but everyone has suffered. We all have something that is our past, but it's to move beyond that and to say, no, I'm letting go of that story now. I'm recreating a new story for myself. I need to be my authentic, true self and live my passion and do what is fulfilling for me, not what I expect others expect from me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that can take a bit of time to really figure out. It takes a lifetime. <laughs> I don't think we ever get to that place. I mean, I'm nearly 66 and I'm far more comfortable with me. And I've changed my belief system so many times and released and let go. But doing a workshop yesterday and then today with clients has brought up stuff in me again. And it's made me relook. And now I know I'm going to sit with new information that I can work with on myself mm. that has been revealed to me. Memories that came up today and I was shocked because I'd forgotten and someone completely new memories. Wow. Oh yes. So <laughs> it's an it, it's it's not that one ever gets to a point and says, I've done the work. And so many individuals say, but I've been working on my childhood stuff for so long and I've put so much energy into it. Yes, it's a journey and we never get to that point until we close our eyes where we can say, I've done what I needed to do, and now I can move on. Yeah. Thank you so much, Norma. Thank you for all your wisdom. I really enjoyed chatting to you. Thank you. I'm so, so privileged to be able to share with you. Thank you, Nikki. I hope you enjoyed the NixiePod podcast. Please do subscribe.